Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of UCAST, where Kendra and I will either chat amongst ourselves and be as our natural funny selves, or we will have a guest like we do today. Uh, first, let me say hello to Kendra this morning. Her voice, we'll see how it is. Hey, Rena. I still have raspy, sexy voice. <laughs> as long as it's raspy, sexy, and not guttural and, you know, gross. <laughs> It depends. I'll keep talking. We could get there by the end of this episode. Sweet. All right. And today we have with us Jody Stepanek. How are you, Jody? I'm good. I'm Hi. I'm grateful to be here with you too. We're excited to have you. So Jody is one of our speakers uh, for the conference. Um, in case you guys haven't picked up on this yet, all of the people that we are talking with uh, the next the previous couple of weeks and up to the conference are our speakers, um, because without them we wouldn't have a conference. <laughs> so Jody, tell us a little bit about what you do and let's talk about what you're going to talk about. Sure. Um, so I have a company called Big Heart Meditation and Mindfulness. I became a certified meditation and mindfulness instructor back in 2020. Um, I went through Sarah McLean's program. It was a 200 hour program, um, based around meditation and mindfulness. And, uh, previously I had managed a law firm for over 20 some years. I had a moment, um, and I should say my husband and I both had a moment where we had two dear, dear, dear friends of ours get very, very sick. Uh, my, one of my dear friends, Perry rich, uh, had a glio grade four brain tumor and my husband's best friend ended up having back and liver cancer. And that happened in 2016. And so that caused us to kind of maybe look at our lives. What are we doing? What are we putting in our bodies? What are we spending our time on? Um, and so in that year, that's when I, uh, started my meditation journey. And so fast forward to now, uh, I became a meditation instructor and I lead guided meditations at co college. They've been amazing. Um, I've done that for six semesters, I believe. Um, I get to talk to all the incoming freshmen about stress how it affects their mind and bodies and ways to alleviate it. Um, I'm working with youth athletes and college athletes on mindset, mental, the mental side of the game. Um, I'm out at WikiUp. I do gratitude rock painting or mindful rock painting. Fun. Um, what else? I work with some companies. Uh, the most recent one was PayPal. Um, so I've done several things with them. Um, and I'm at Vela Yoga in Marion. Yes. Yeah. So Vela Yoga. So I'm there on Sunday nights. Uh, usually we do a meditation series. Obviously I have a family and kids. And so schedules, you know, sometimes get really hectic. Um, and so uh, I do a meditation series, usually three classes and people sign up for them and we all get to sit and meditate together. And it's pretty great. That's what a change the world has made from hazing in their freshmen. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm sure that still happens. <laughs> I think right. I think some places it does. But I don't remember or recall ever as a young um, adult having someone talk to me about managing my stress. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, they, I mean, 
it was like i mean we were raised, yeah we were raised by boomers suck it up yeah. buttercup yeah <laughs> I, I went to co-college and they definitely Yay. did not talk to me yeah. when i was a freshman about stress <laughs> well i honestly you guys know why one in four college students are contemplating suicide Oh, I 100% believe that. One and four. And, uh, you know, I do work with some athletic teams. Um, One athletic team at a different university, they have one third of their entire team is on medicine for either depression or anxiety. Oh my gosh. You know, know, and so it's, we we need some coping skills. Yeah, and Um, I don't necessarily think that statistic has changed. No, but it's talked about more. Right. Because I often will hear people say, oh, kids nowadays can't handle anything. And, you know, everybody's got problems. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) we all had those problems then, too. We just Mm -hmm. shut up about it because we'd be belittled or, Mm -hmm. you know, or or you wouldn't get a job or, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody thought you had something wrong with you. So. Well, and I also believe we didn't have social media. And so everything wasn't so readily available. And so. You know, I had a conversation uh, with my group of students that I'm with, and I said, you know, on Sundays, we would all go to the cafeteria and we'd find out what happened over the weekend <laughs> where they have it like at their fingertips live of yeah. who's doing what, when and where. And I'm like, I loved those Sundays where, you know, yeah. you were in the cafeteria for two hours and <laughs> Yeah. And you only had to tell people what you wanted them to know. Right. And there was no <laughs> photographic evidence that would linger on the internet for years and years. Afterwards. Correct. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I think, I think people dog on today's generation a lot and on today's youth a lot in that, um, you know, there's some kind of way because of all the things that we have now, but, you know, they're just adapting to what's available the same way we would have had we had it available. Absolutely. I mean, I had my, I had the first cell phone in my hand as soon as I could as a teenager. I, I believe in technology. Mm -hmm. I believe in, in, in my kids having this tool because this is the, if, if we didn't let them have this, it's, it's like saying don't, or the phone, sorry, don't use the computer. Mm-hmm. Don't we're scared of the computer. You know, it's, it's, it's how they communicate, but here's the deal as parents, we have to parent. Yeah. And so it, it's setting up some tools for them. My kids' phones turn on at a certain time and turn off at a certain time. They get so many minutes on an app, you know, so for my older one, it's longer. My younger one doesn't have men, uh, a lot of social media right at this moment, but she's also in fifth grade. And you have I, to, every kid's different too on what they can, on what they can handle. And for yes. us, we're always like, you know, if you're not managing what we're making available to you, well, mm-hmm. then we have to manage it differently. And it's for your mental health, health of our family. And I think the other part is, you know, I think we have to lead by example too, which is hard when you're running businesses and, you know, you're not yes. just messing around on TikTok or yes. you know, Snapchat or something. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I 100% hear you. Yeah. It's, no. it's interesting. Yeah. I recently took up crocheting, so I'd get off my phone a little bit. Oh, God. oh my gosh. That's good though. <laughs> I know. That's, that's a mindfulness practice in and of itself. 
I that know, is. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like a grandma on that yeah. thing. It's great. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh, mindfulness. We all hear it. It's, it's, it was a buzzword and now it's still just kind of lingering in the background. Mm-hmm. When you are uh, talking to people about mindfulness and meditation, what are some of the highlights that you point out as benefits or whatever? Well, mindfulness means to be engaged in the present moment without judgment. Mm-hmm. And so key. often the judgment part is the tough part. Um, and so it's really being here, right here with you, instead of thinking like, what, what do I have to do next? Yeah. Or what am I ruminating, you know, kind of in the past? Meditation is, it's a practice And so it's a practice that helps you settle your nervous system and it helps you become more engaged in the present moment. Uh, It helps you become less reactive. Um, And it, it honestly, for me, it's helped me go inward. And so you guys talk about, you know, self-care and self-love and and all of those things. That is meditation for me, Mm -hmm. hands down. I mean, I feel like it's the golden key you know, because it's, it's helped me open up this door that is really into loving myself more and not being as judgmental. And so that's, that's where, um, and I didn't even realize it, you guys, I didn't even realize it. I had a mentor. I went to a workshop that kind of opened that door, but then I had a mentor that just said, you're missing it. I'm on this hamster wheel. And so Kendra, like you're, you're putting down the phone and you're picking up something to, you know, crochet. I had to, I had to do the same. I had to mentally make a shift. And so every single day, um, when my daughter gets up, I literally stop what I'm doing, whether it's I'm on my computer, if I'm on social media, if I'm watching the news, I stop what I'm doing. I look at her and I hug her. She's 11. Now we started that at age six. It's so good. It's we're right there in that present moment saying, I see you. I hear you. I love you. Little, little things like that. You know, sometimes it's really hard to be alone with your thoughts. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I talk about crocheting and that often puts me alone in my thoughts, but I can, um, you know, listen to the television or a podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. I want. Um, I, really learn to meditate or to kind of open up to the idea because it's definitely something I'm resistant to. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot of ADHD. That's why my brain's always moving a hundred mm-hmm. miles a minute. I, you know, squirrel, but anyway, uh, I'm a long distance swimmer and okay. you, you cannot listen to a podcast when you're you... swimming across the lake. Correct. And I, and I swim outside. I swim in nature Okay. Uh, because I, like to be terrified of things I guess yeah Uh, it's very scary when a big fish swims by you you're like oh the hell but um uh so I you know so you're in your mind you're Mm -hmm. in your mind it it gets very rhythmic you're breathing Mm -hmm. and all that stuff and that's where I've learned to kind of tap into that because it's nothing but you and your breath Mm -hmm. sometimes whatever song is stuck in my head but otherwise just my thoughts Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good we often don't take the time to go there. No, we, we, from the moment we wake up, we like to, we grab our phones first. You know, we hustle, we get out of bed. We, we get upon our day, we get to work, 
you know, whether you're rushing through work or not, whether you get to eat lunch or not, whether you're hustling home to kids and then whatever the schedules are and then dinner. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not often that people will sit and just be. There's always an opportunity to, to fill your mind with other noise. Yes. Always. Yeah. But it's so cool when you actually do the practice and then you see all the crazy benefits that happen after the fact. There was a, I can't remember what it was that I was watching. I want to say it was nine perfect. No, maybe it wasn't. I thought it was nine perfect strangers on Hulu, but they were talking about um, being present and not judging. And they didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think they referred to it as mindfulness, mm-hmm. but it was people sitting around a table eating a meal together and they were all tasked to not judge. Mm-hmm. And every time they, they made a judgment, someone would point it out. That's a judgment. And one of the things that really stuck out to me and the reason I'm sharing this is because even positive judgments are judgments. Correct. So in that one, in that one take or that one scene, someone said, this chicken is really good. Mm -hmm. And we don't consider that to be a judgment, but it absolutely is. Mm -hmm. And to not judge positively or negatively, (laughs) right. Anything Mm -hmm. for any amount of time is Mm -hmm. really not that in the beginning, Mm -hmm. really not an easy thing to do. It's not. What, what do you do when you, when you're in that session, go ahead and finish. Well, I feel, you know, I feel like we like to attach roles and definitions to everything because that's what our mind wants to do. However, I will tell you, I have found such big amounts of love in these very small moments. So one example is I'll be walking and I do this really weird thing when I walk, um, I walk by myself. We kind of live out in the country. Um, and so I get my arms going and I, I try to get like the negative because I have negative thoughts too. It's not like my mind doesn't ruminate. It's not like I don't go, go there, but it starts with awareness first, the awareness of the thought and number two, the course correction. And so when I have the negative thought or when I'm in that negative space, I literally course correct it with something else, but I'm, so if I'm in that space, so Kendra, like when you're swimming, I'm out walking, I'll shift it, but I'm like moving my arms and letting that energy, you know, kind of, kind of go. When you have the judgment, we, it's really kind of shifting into the holding space. When we hold space for someone or something, you're walking alongside it without judgment. So even this is even with like friendship. Mm-hmm. So say your best friend is going through something not great. You, you wouldn't make the same decisions she made. You wouldn't maybe have, you know, done some of the same things. However, I'm not here to judge. Right. I'm not here. I am here to love her no matter what. Mm-hmm. And be there for her when she needs me and offer, if she wants advice, offer advice. If not, I'm just a listening ear. And so often we want to, well, why'd you do that? Or point a finger. And so I, I think really with anything, it's um, it's natural for the mind to go into the judgment, whether it's positive or negative. Mm-hmm. And it's just realizing 
you know, uh, course correcting to not having that judgment. Right. And it, it allows us to, to be able to have a choice then in the situation. Do we want to continue this line of thinking and these Correct. feelings or mm-hmm. do we want to change it? Correct. And, and that, that, that autonomy mm-hmm. is priceless. Even when we give it to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cool, I, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. no, you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say one of the, um, one of the misconceptions about meditation and mindfulness is that it puts you in a very quiet space and we've kind of talked a lot about that mm-hmm. but it it doesn't have to you do guided meditations and um my openness to meditation began when i realized what guided meditation is because i thought i always thought it was i mean I mean, if we get real quirky you know sitting on the pillow in the mm-hmm. crisscross applesauce um yep you know, fingers up and that little, you know, yeah, home thing. And, and you just sit there with your brain in silence. And I thought, oh, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. And I am certain people do that. And I'm certain that's helpful. And maybe you get there or maybe maybe it's something that comes for people or that's helpful. Mm-hmm. For them, whatever. I'm not dogging on it in any way. I'm just saying for me, I was like, I'm either going to sleep or I'm going to be like singing the latest, uh, latest hit in my yeah. head the whole time. Um, so someone introduced me to guided meditation and I'd love for you to kind of give people thoughts on that because it is really powerful. It is. So I started in guided meditation. I had to, I mean, I was a on to the next all the time. time. (laughs) I was like trying to finish your sentences and, you know, let's move on. Um, so I started with guided meditation. I started with short ones, four minutes, five minutes. So I had the ability to sit there. I also like lists so I could check it off my list. Um, and then what I found is that when you're, you're really listening to someone, what happens is, is it's natural for your mind to wander. It, we have somewhere between 12 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And so it's, we're not going to shut off our brain. And and we're also, it's not, we're not going to sit there, you know, like you, you may be able to meditate lying down where I like to sit up with my neck or my chin tucked just a little bit. And so, um, it's natural for the mind to wander, but it's the coming back. So when you're listening to a guided meditation and they're talking about your breath or they're, they're doing a body scan or, or whatever it may be, maybe it's a trust meditation, you know, it's, it's realizing you're off in a narrative and then coming back to their voice. And then you're listening to your voice, you're breathing in and out, you go off into a narrative, you come back. So it's really when you realize you're out here, the practice is the coming back. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is that if you develop a consistent enough practice, your mind doesn't wander as much. And so you then get into that, you know, kind of super cool flow state where you might be in it for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, minutes, you never know, Yep. but it's also not even judging. So say, Kendra, you have this amazing meditation. You're like, what was that? Like that was super cool. But then all of a sudden you, uh, the next day you want to recreate that you can't No. It's starting with the beginner's mind every single time. Yep. 
And yeah. And, and you're, I don't know if anybody else has picked up on this, but when you started talking about it, even your voice shifted into oh. this soothing, like you were leading us through a meditation, oh. but not really. <laughs> Well, I do. I spend a lot of time in front of the microphone. Mm -hmm. So I do have uh, meditations on insight timer. Oh yeah. I really believe in honing that craft. Yeah. And so I, I do spend a lot of time just practicing. Sure. Of course. Yes. I, uh, I noticed that, uh, when I first started meditating, it was after my divorce in 2016 And I had so many thoughts going Mm -hmm. through my head all the time, thinking about all of the things that happened and things that, that I needed to focus on, but couldn't because, you know, stress. Mm -hmm. And I used, um, at that time, I just used YouTube to find meditations Mm -hmm. and, uh, it it made such a difference in my life and the stress that I was experiencing at the time. And it Mm -hmm. truly allowed me to forgive the things, not only my ex-husband, but myself. Mm -hmm. And that's so good. Right. I know. And And we don't think of meditation as giving us the ability to forgive. We think of it as just reducing stress, but oftentimes we have to forgive if we want to Mm -hmm. reduce our stress. Mm -hmm. So do you know why that is? Do you want to talk a little science? Yes. I love science. (laughs) So, so what happens is, is when you meditate, you're operating in the parasympathetic state. Mm -hmm. So when you're in that, the parasympathetic nervous system, we have our amygdala, which is our fight or flight. Our amygdala is becoming less dense. And Mm. then our hippocampus, which is our learning center and emotional center it becomes more dense. And then what happens is, is if you develop a consistent practice, our prefrontal cortex, which is right at the the top of our forehead, you develop more insula folds, which is emotional control and emotional fluency. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to step back and see a bigger picture. You have the ability to forgive. You have the, a better ability to be less reactive. I mean, I've had some things happen in my life where pre-meditation, I would have acted a way different way. Yeah. After I developed that practice, like I am like, what? Like I was shocked. I didn't even have the bubbling up mm-hmm. where I would normally would have gotten so defensive. And so I know that's my meditation practice at work. Yeah. That's super cool. The, the gift of our brain and its neuroplasticity. <laughs> Neuro, yes. Not many people know that. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is, we are way more aligned in what we do, Jody, than I think yes. either of us really realized. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You know, funny thing. So I was at one of my daughter, daughter's volleyball games and she's on a new team. I don't know many of the parents. And the first person I sit next to she said the word parasympathetic and I looked at her and I'm like, girl, we are going to be friends. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? What do you do? (laughs) You did that whole, did we just become best friends? Uh I know. That's hilarious. How are your kids? Um, I have two Jocelyn and Julia. Jocelyn is 14 uh, and Julia is 11. And they are night and day different. Yeah. Night oh, and day. Completely relate to that. Yes. You mentioned 
we jumped on that you know we were talking about schedules and you know getting together and you're like you know I'm a I'm pretty much an uber from you know after school till mm-hmm. the evening and I I need to share something with you on that and a lot of other parents listening will get it my I have a 16 year old that was incredibly resistant to getting her driver's license and I don't know why I think just to send me into a, a tailspin for another two years honestly I think I think she was like, let me just make sure I'm going to stick it to you for a full 16 years. And um, she got her driver's license uh, in January and my life has changed. Yeah. Yes. I, I am, you know, I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also, I will tell you, I'm trying to be really present in these moments with her because I know it's, I mean, she's already in her room a lot. She's yeah. already on that phone. She's already, I mean, she just got um, her ears pierced, contacts. I'm like, what? Yeah. Where I have my- about it though, because you're doing the work you are. And I, and I get it because I, I went through not a similar thing, but um, I got a hold of my mental health in 2019 to 2020 and realized uh, a lot of mistakes I was making as a parent because I wasn't being present because I was so mm-hmm. ingrained into into my work and annoyed with the kids all the time and reactive mm-hmm. to them and um so I did this you know practice of being more present in their lives and what and and they have come to appreciate it and trust me and so we have a lot of good conversations mm-hmm. with with your daughters as well, even though they're holed up in their rooms half the time, you know, every day, sometimes they troll out of from underneath their rocks and they're like, I know hey, I need to talk to you about this. And they do. And you're like, wow, this is amazing. But yes. uh, even though she has her driver's license and even though, you know, that freedom part, it, it's kind of opened up a whole new level of, of a, a, a relationship where there's a lot more trust between us. You know, she, she has to be treated mm-hmm. like in a different way. And I mean, I d- do savor where they're at now. Um, but mm-hmm. I, it's, it's not all, it's not all bad. And the other day when I was, you know, completely up to my eyeballs and stress and I was like, Hey, can you go grab your little sister from, mm-hmm. uh, volleyball or whatever it was and she's like oh yeah I'll go do that and I was just like wow yes it's <laughs> amazing yes yeah I'll look for I'll look forward to those those moments for sure yeah, yeah. Judy you're going to uh, be talking to us at the conference about fill in the blank uh well it's living mindfully really yeah. mm-hmm. I think the big um you know, the biggest shift for me is, you know, incorporating the meditation practice. And then I'm just like everybody else, you know, we're, we're all, you know, we all have busy lives and we all play multiple roles. And, and it's really about just like Kendra said, shifting into the present moment. And so I feel like I did some things along the way that really helped me. And I'm going to just talk about those things. Um, I think that, you know, whether you have smaller children or teenagers, um, I think just some of the things that were really big game changers for me, um, I'm going to share those, those tools. You've got to feel a sense of freedom for yourself in, um, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with working in a busy law office. That is 
a great job and something, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But the remarkable thing is making this huge shift from yes. this busy corporate buttoned up world. I mean, well, you wear yeah. yoga a lot, right? <laughs> Well, so to be honest, you guys, so I shifted from the law firm, obviously I was starting my business um, prior to leaving, but my husband and I also own a business in town, a retail business called Northtown Cycling and Fitness. And so I work there four to five days a week. I allow Thursdays for me to do all my meditation stuff. I wish I could do have like uh, maybe another day to incorporate in there. And that will be in the works come this fall. I also run a softball organization. And so I do all the finances and, and help set up all the fields and, and, and really come. I love, I love mentoring youth. I love kids. I love being in that space. And so Yes, I got a little bit more time, but no, but it's really well, comes down to being intentional with the time yeah, I have. It's, it's got to be a different vibe for you. Also, mm-hmm. but I've got to tell you, um, my husband and your husband know each other very well. Uh, which, oh, do they? Yeah, I'm, I'm a triathlete and my husband is, so I go at my bike fittings over at Northtown and my husband and yes. your husband, my husband owns Allegro Printing, so they get some Northtown gets some work done through him, but they, they know each other really well. We go in there and we, we've bought every bicycle we have. And I learned Yay. that you're recently through my friend, Jen Welton, who's over at Cedar Rapids Bike and Trust. Yes. And the point yes. I was, she's like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. Jody's great. Uh, but the, the yeah. point and what Rena and I were talking about uh, during a technical difficulty just a minute ago was how we haven't connected with each other prior to this conference yes. because we have a lot mm-hmm. of connection. I've probably seen you in your store. I mean, I've spent a lot of money there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you, I'm a really good greeter. Uh, I'm not so great on the whole knowing everything about the bikes. I'm also right now doing all the financial side uh, until we get someone hired in that role. So, um, so I'm not always out on the floor, but um I do know how to be like, Hey, can I find somebody to help you? <laughs> yeah. I, we've probably seen each other in there, but it's, yeah. you know, it's funny world and it doesn't connect. I had, I was having a, a drink with Jen uh, the other day and she had mentioned you and she's like, you know, her husband owns, owns Northtown. I was like, no way. What on earth? Yeah. 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 It is a small, well, and we live probably fairly close to each other. Uh, I'm on the way out towards Palo. Oh yeah. I wondered, cause you said you were doing some work at wiki up. And so, yes. yeah. yeah, which is, that's an amazing space. Oh, I, love, wiki. I, I love it. I there. never think of wiki up. I, I know it's out there, but I don't ever see any events out there until after the, the events are done. Yeah. How'd you get connected with wiki up? Um, so Sarah went is one of the naturalists out there. I coach her daughter in softball. Um, and so she, obviously when I started on this journey, I do mindful rock painting. And so that was one of the first events. I also did a mindful walk, uh, walking meditation series. I did a five senses scavenger hunt with kids. And so where you really pay attention to the five senses, uh, and we, you know, took a journey into the nature center. Um, and then what else I've done, you know, rock painting. So they've been a really good partner. Um, and it's a half mile from my house. 
So that also is, is an amazing benefit, but I personally go out there, you guys, you know, being in nature, even if you get out 10 to 15 minutes a day, that puts you in the parasympathetic. And so when you have those moments where you just like, you just need a break going and just even walking around your block, breathing in, you're breathing in, breathing out, you're breathing out, taking it day by day. Yeah. Moment by moment. I saw a, so I'll walk out there and just look at nature. Yeah. It, it's, I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I was watching a TikTok cause that's where I get most of my information these days. Okay. And I love TikTok. Um, right. <laughs> and, um, there was a, a TikTok on grounding and the benefits of just putting your feet on the earth mm-hmm. and how it affects the yes. blood. Like if you, if you are, um, kind of lethargic, like going out and grounding for 10 minutes mm-hmm. is all you need to pick up your, your, you don't even have to walk, mm-hmm. just put your feet on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, and here's the deal. We're all so connected. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're connected, but we're also connected to our surroundings. Um, one very odd thing about me. So I mow our yard. We, we live on an acre. I'm on a writer. Uh, we planted these brand new trees, um, in memory of several people who had passed. And when I'm going by it, I'll hold a branch and I'll talk to that tree for just a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm sure my neighbors are like, why is she doing that? What is, you know, but I'm sending it love. So it's like, you put it out, you receive it back. You put it out, you receive it back. Yeah. And so, can, yes, nature is with nature. Yes. It's so good for us. I mean, so when these teenagers are holded up in their flipping rooms, I'm like, go out, get some sunshine. I, we put a a hammock and a hammock swing in our backyard and that got our teenagers just out a little bit more last summer. Um, and we just picked them up from Aldi, but I, I, I fully believe that you, you kind of speak things into existence and you think them into existence. And when you're stuck in a negative thought cycle, it just kind of becomes like you, the, you know, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to make sure your thoughts come true mm-hmm. and I have to talk a lot of things into existence. You were saying feeling lethargic and I was thinking about my lethargic voice and, and I was looking at the snow outside and wondering if that would fix my problem or <laughs> go, go put your feet out there. Yeah. Uh, but back thought, uh, Rena to Wikiup. Wikiup is really unique. Um, it is really youth centric, but when you mm-hmm. go walk trails, they purposely walk you through, you know, like a water scene and a forest mm-hmm. and a grass scene and hills. And, and it takes you through like, you know, prairie and, and different, it's, it's interesting how quickly your body moves through, you know, different scenes there when mm-hmm. you're walking it's very unique that way and they also built that new structure that used to overlook the lake but the lake's kind of dried up um and so in the winter i will walk out there and i'll sit in that space mm-hmm. and then you just listen to the bird song oh and yeah just you're just in you know um that moment yeah that's I pretty love cool. this time of year um not just because it's starting to be spring but because I love to listen to the birds sing and they're gone for the winter. And now if you pay attention in the morning, 
they will wake you up if you they will and it's so peaceful no matter what's going on I can always as soon as I hear it I'm just right there in that mm -hmm. moment just appreciating the fact that the cold harsh um nostril freezing weather is over (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's time for the birds to sing yes and that's even like, that's something somebody can do. So if you don't want to meditate or you, you have this, um, adverse thing to meditation, it's, it's literally open up the slider door mm-hmm. and for five minutes with your cup of coffee, just sit and listen. I mean, it's a cool, you know, so you don't have to get in that space. You don't have to do a guided meditation, but it's just about being, being yep. in that moment you know? And so there's just so many little things that people can do yes. um, to create that space. Yeah. And I, that's, I think that's super important to, to know for people to understand as well. Meditation is not, I, and we kind of said this at the beginning, but I want to reiterate it today, it, this afternoon, at this point in the podcast, geez, <laughs> um, meditation is not having to sit down for 20 minutes and trying to clear your brain no. of thought. It is no. simply in the, in the most simplest form, doing exactly what you just said, listening to the birds or, mm-hmm. or nature and drinking your cup of coffee. It is also mm-hmm. crocheting. It is also um, listening to or, or trying to focus on one instrument in a song that you love. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all meditation is. And they Yes. And there's, there's just so many different forms of meditation, you know, so it's, I mean, you can do it anywhere. There's a walking meditation. That's what I do when I walk. I just say the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Yep. Letting Uh, it all go. I have to tell you a funny story about Rena and meditation where she just blew my mind. So back in um, October, my uh, gallbladder decided to violently exit my body. And that was a whole, oh, no. <laughs> but during the, the violence that ensued on myself, I was stuck in the hospital for three or four days. I couldn't eat or drink anything. It was terrible, but I had to have an MRI. And before I went down for the MRI, they said, do you, do you need like a Valium or anything, you know, to calm your nerves? And I was like, I don't think so. I think I'm fine. I uh, should have taken it. You know what? If they offer you something to chill you out, take it. They, they, anyway, so I get in there and they put me in it. And I, I have never panicked in like this in my life. Mm. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I knew what a panic attack was before this. And, uh, they, I mean, they got me in there and I panicked. I cried. I, they pulled me out and, uh, I was like, Oh, this is so bad. Anyway, I'm telling Rena the story. She's like, Oh yeah. The last time I, I had, I, I meditated and fell asleep. <laughs> and I was like, Rena, I did that. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't happen because she meditated once. And then, you know, she's like, Oh, I'll do this in here. But you know, she built that practice up and I was equally jealous, impressed, irritated at her, you know, all of it. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't open my eyes when they put the thing over my face. Cause I thought if I do that, then my, my amygdala is going to kick in and I probably will freak out. So I'm just going to keep my eyes closed and <laughs> meditate. <laughs> I did the same, I did the same thing, but you hear the loud noise. Yeah. So I did an, I am statement and I just kept saying it over and over and over because you're in that small space. I didn't, 
have meditation, but do you know what they did to get me in there without Valium? This is the dumbest thing about how weird your brain is. Okay. So they put me in this thing. I'm completely panicked. I, I think they're putting me, I think I'm baby Jessica in the well, honestly, (laughs) this is where I'm stuck. I can't get out. They put a washcloth over my eyes and put me back in there. And my brain said, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. Yep, because your eyes are closed. Yeah. I, I closed before too, but I could peek. Um, and it wasn't like a dark washcloth that put me in a dark space. It was a white washcloth and a white tube. And I mm-hmm. then I thought about the whole time how mind-blowing it is that I am mindful. I know I'm in the same space. I physically know I'm in the same space that I just was. All they did was put a cloth over my eyes, and I know that's all they did. And yet I'm still tricked. Mm-hmm. to believing yeah. I it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's powerful you know how how little control you have over some pieces of your brain and yeah anyway I, I found that that just blew my mind the whole experience did Jody mm-hmm. we are so excited to have you on uh at our conference next week uh eight days away I'm still gonna count down sorry Kendra you'll just yeah you'll survive Please, slowly uh, eight days from now march 23rd um you can come if you get your ticket you can uh, join us wednesday evening for a social hour and get to know the speakers and all of those fun things if you are listening and you want to come see jody talk about uh meditation and mindfulness please go to you conferences facebook or um eventbrite search for unapologetically you and you can use Jody J-O-D-I, as your discount code. And I'm going to tell you this again. If you and five of your friends want to get together and get a table, uh, then you know you can sit together and uh, it's cheaper. You can still use the discount code and it'll be less expensive than all six of you buying your tickets individually. So yay! let's, let's see you there on Thursday, a week from huh. tomorrow. Yes. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I have loved this time with both of you. Same. Thank you so much, Jody. Peace. See you guys later.